I'm Carrie Recaro, and you're watching 110 Football. We had two big rivalry matches in Los Angeles this weekend, punctuated by Angel City toppling the table-leading San Diego Wave. LAFC beats the Galaxy, and Angel City beats the Wave. I was on cloud nine. Don't you mean cloud 10? Claire Emsley, come on. Please don't do that. <laughs> and how about this? Yesterday was the 23rd anniversary of Brandi Chastain clinching the 1999 Women's World Cup for the US. As if I couldn't be any happier, it just makes me want to, whoa. Whoa. I know we're excited for all the good vibes, but let's settle down. Save that energy for the show, you two. Angels Wear Boots starts right now. Hey everyone, we are excited to have you back with us on another episode of Angels Wear Boots. I'm Megan Reyes and I've got the Angel City Chicks here with me, Nina and Amanda. Hello. Hey, how's it going everyone? What's up Angel City? <laughs> <laughs> if you listen to our podcast then you know that's pretty much how I start all of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> As you can tell, definitely Angel City Chicks, the name of their podcast, is very true. They got on matching outfits. I don't even think you guys can see their oh, shoes. Oh, yeah. Oh, you can see them. You we have, have our birdies. On, so. Sponsored, yes. I'm, I'm honored <laughs> to Always be on present. Yes. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, you know how we like to do things. We love to chat with all of you in our comments section. So if you could drop your comments, drop your questions in there, we will do our best to answer those and uh, see if we can give you guys some more insight into what you want to know. And make sure you subscribe to 110 Football to make sure you catch all of the shows here. Ring that bell and give us a like. All right. Well, it's time to move to our first segment. You know it, you love it. It's time for hashtag trending. So let's just get to the headline. Angel City beat San Diego. Their SoCal rival 2-1 thanks to an 80th minute winner from debutante Claire Emsley. Amanda, immediate reaction to the game. I mean, how could you be anything other than elated in this kind of situation? It was incredible. It was the Hollywood ending that I think we all really, really wanted and have been kind of yearning for at this point. And yeah, I mean, it was amazing. I mean, this is what it's all about. It's about winning and getting those three points. And that's exactly what we did. And that was just a small piece to that night. There were so many amazing things that made it pretty magical, I think. Absolutely, I mean, the atmosphere is incredible. Can we talk about the fact that we had 22,000 right. fans? Like, total sellout. I know Angel City is already smashing records with, you know, the people in the building, but a full-on sellout, you gotta love it. Yeah, and I mean, just the quality on the pitch was just so much fun to watch. We, um, I'll talk about it a little bit later in stoppage time. There were a lot of firsts that happened mm -hmm. through this match, but, you know, I. I just enjoyed every bit of watching it and just seeing the team that I think we've been wanting to see this entire season or what we've been building up to because we always talk about missing pieces and everything and it really felt like the puzzle was all there. We were just trying to figure out how to put it all together to make it make sense and we definitely made a lot of things make sense on yeah. Saturday night. 100%. We're seeing the people that need to connect together really coming together for these opportunities to have these goals. You know, there's still some room for improvement. You know, we have to admit that there were times when I was like, oh my God, like what's going to happen? You know, you're just kind of on the edge of your seat, but that makes for a good match. And you know, I think overall, like you hit it on the nail, the atmosphere was incredible. And we walk away with three points. We beat the number one team. We beat their streak. 
Yes, yes, we did. We we crushed there. I think they were they'd gone five games without losing a match. And so again, we have upheld so many streaks for other teams. It was so nice to finally say, you know what? Not in our house. Not today. You're not going to do that. Um, so it was really exciting to see them win. Although I know there is a little bit of some frustration when it comes to this matchup and kind of the scheduling and what some will call the lack of foresight. I think going into this, knowing, hey, we've got this huge rivalry that we've been building up to for well past the beginning of the season. Yeah. And the fact that it was scheduled during kind of an international breaks like area where people like Morgan and Corniak were not going to be there. And I know if I'm playing, yeah, it would be nice to meet or beat a team that is full strength and throwing me everything that they have. Absolutely. What are your thoughts on that, Nina? I mean, if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. And I, I do have an unpopular opinion. I know we can sit here all day and say like, yeah, we beat them, but would our best 11 have beat their best 11? You know, I don't consider in this instance, like Kristen Press, she's out for the season. We know we're not gonna have her. You know, Sarah Gordon, maybe, maybe she comes <laughs> back a little bit, but she's gonna be, you know, coming back from injury, which is pretty serious. But when we look at the players for us that we're missing, and we're gonna, I'm gonna just narrow it down to just Gilles and McCaskill. Those two, and I know McCaskill's our leading scorer, but she's got three goals. Alex Morgan has 11. Sure. That's over three times, <laughs> almost four times, the amount of goals that McCaskill has. So I think them not having Alex Morgan, Korniak, and Germa was a lot more of a loss to them than us not having McCaskill and Gio. Sure, I, I hear you. I you hear you. We could do this would have, should have, could have game all day if you want. At the end of the day, though, comes down to we put enough out there to beat them. I mean, those are big players in scoring, so they didn't throw the defense at us, though, like they should have. They could have easily stopped us from getting our two goals, but we showed up ready to play. We showed up ready to show them, like, hey, L.A. is black and pink. And oh, yeah. I don't care who was not there. I care about who showed up. And Angel City showed up, and we got the three points. And I don't want to talk anymore about this. I, I think we need <laughs> to look forward to the next rivalry that will happen, and uh, and then we can have this conversation again. I like this. LAFC O'Clock says, their players didn't have to leave for the national team. <laughs> I love that point. You got it right there. They could have stayed. So before we go on to the next topic, were you both nervous before the game? Oh my gosh, yes. Of course. You know, coming <laughs> off of the game prior with LAFC Galaxy, you know, that's always a very high stress event if you live in Los Angeles. And then knowing we had our rivalry game, it was like, okay, we can do it. Yeah, <laughs> you I know? Mean, yeah, I mean, we would be silly to sit here and dismiss the fact that we know that San Diego is top of the table. So anytime you come up to these matches and you're playing somebody who has time in and, you know, again and again has shown up and won their matches, then of course you are definitely going to be a little nervous. And if you really care, then yeah, you're definitely going to be nervous. But, you know, we did some things right in the beginning of this match that I think really helped set the tone for that. And um, sometimes these rivalry matches aren't even about what the physicality and the tactics it's sometimes it's very mental mm -hmm. and yeah. we've seen that a lot even with LAFC Galaxy like you said you come into these matches and it doesn't matter who's the best team on the table it's a matter of like who goes into this match ready prepared and has their mind in the game, that mental game. and that mental game will will win more games than people give credit for and you know like Cam's is pointing out in the chat the supporter group section really pushed our squad to win you can't underestimate the value of that and speaking of supporters Ben makes a huge comment here with a huge win against the top of the table next week 
week, bottom of the table, very true, and also uphill and downhill battle. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the uphill, downhill battle. If you listen to her podcast, you definitely know that. Um, yeah, you can DM us. We'll tell you what that means. <laughs> we won't do that on this show. So, Nina, let's talk about the attack a bit. Sydney LaRue's first start, she was paired with June Endo, seemingly in a 4-4-2. So what can you tell me about them? I mean, I love this combination. Endo and LaRue, I think it was meant to be. It's like from the time they were born or something. <laughs> the way they connect together is so magical. They're overlapping runs. They seem to already know where the other one is going to be. I just really enjoyed seeing that dynamic, and I think we're finding the true place for Endo to be. I think Endo's finally got somebody with her that understands, and it's chemistry that can't be taught is the reality of it. You know, what do you think, Amanda? No, I mean, you said it. I mean, Endo, you said she found her position. It was funny because she was in a few positions during this matchup. We actually saw her mm -hmm. uh, swap places, I think, with Mary, with Mary. Taylor at yeah. one point. And, um, you know, she was on the left and the right. She's everywhere, but she's just always where she needs to be. And she's such a dynamic player to watch. I think from the very beginning when we watched this um, down in the Challenge Cup area, she definitely made an impact um, on just her style of play and how she is. And I think a comment you made is you love how she can get knocked down and she gets right back up. She keeps the play moving. She keeps it going forward. And, I mean, we could argue that that was a really hard foul that she took mm -hmm. at the very beginning of the game that didn't even get called. But she, she didn't try to do anything with it. She got up. She kept going. Every time. Every time. And she's just such an intense player. And like you said, the connection with her and LaRue, I mean, that's 100% what made some magic happen very early on in this game. And I think that could not have happened at a better time in the match. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's because of that play and the two of them together that we saw Riley get her first goal. You know, it's very exciting. And I think the system that we're developing and the players starting to understand what their roles are in each situation. We saw before the game them practicing certain runs and plays and we saw it happen in the game. You know, right. we're finally truly understanding our formations and clicking as a team which is great because we're just going to be on the uphill. You know, we're mid-season right now. You know, let's <laughs> sorry, you're uphill. on the downhill. <laughs> I can't with you. She laughs at me too much. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, but you're right. I mean, that whole little setup that happened, that run that happened off of a turnover, such a beautiful, beautiful um, segment of passes that ended up with, like we said, Allie Riley in the eighth minute getting the first goal of Chon Classico, is that what we're calling yes. it? Yes, but this rivalry, she was the one who was able to set the tone for this matchup and basically like started this off. I think that changed a whole lot of mentality for anyone who was super nervous, any of the players that had maybe any kind of little hesitation. I think that that's exactly what it was gonna take mm -hmm. to get a win at the end of this match was for us to come out swinging hard and fast and you know, Allie Riley, nutmeg the keeper, there's not a better message to send at that point that we did not come here to mess around. We came here to play and yeah. hey, so I'd love to see it. Let's, uh, well, I would also love to know, I would just like love to know what that conversation could have been between June and Sydney when she came. Cause that, like you said, that chemistry can't be taught. Right. It's not like they've ever played together before and for them to click and gel so quickly, I would love to know sort of like what went on in training to lead to this point. But I would love to talk about Sydney's leadership on the on the pitch and what she's bringing to this team, especially, you know, calling for her teammates to press. So mm -hmm. do you feel like that already made such an immediate impact in this match and it showed? A hundred percent. You know, we watched Sydney kind of 
have that authority on the pitch. And I think we also can't underestimate the relationship she had with Allie Riley coming in. Allie Riley was already our captain. She's a leader on the mm -hmm. pitch and off the pitch. And when you have somebody come in that's already that close with someone like that, it just instantly gives them credibility. Mm -hmm. Not that Sydney LaRue needed anything to give her more credibility. Right. She just walks in and goes, hi, number two here, reporting for duty. You yeah, know? I mean, they were they were teammates before. Yeah. So yeah, that you know that is some chemistry that was somewhat pre-existing. And I think that certainly plays into this. I mean, you kind of know how people play. You know what's going to kind of be expected of them. And having people with such high soccer IQs being able to come in and adapt to a system so quickly. I mean, they showed it right there. I mean, it was. It was just beautiful. I've watched it back a few times, and I certainly hope, and I, I think we're going to see a lot more of those kinds of connections happening throughout the rest of the season now. Mm -hmm. So the second half brought some subs from Freya Coombe, and none were more influential than Carrie Ricaro. And Claire Emsley, Amanda, how did they affect the game? I mean, they completely changed the game. I mean, we're talking about game-winning changes were happening. I mean, those two right there were the dynamic duo at the end of all of this that got us those three points, essentially, I think. And I absolutely love Carrie Ricaro out on the pitch. I always find her, my eye always goes to her. There's just something about her style of play that's just fun to watch. And yeah, I mean, I, that was so much fun. And I love seeing another blonde ponytail out there. <laughs> At one point I was, was like, Emsley. I was like, that's that's not Ricaro up front, but we do have a, a yep, dynamic Cam's. ponytail. Cam saying Carrie Ricaro for most improved so far this season. Do you agree? I totally agree. I think Carrie Ricaro has found her voice on the pitch in the sense that we used to see Carrie kind of being a little more timid on the ball and now she's shooting she's making essential plays she's making those key passes she's trading off well I think she's found her home and I think the combination of her Danny Weatherholt and Clarice Le'Beon is it like mic drop done I love seeing it <laughs> I I do feel really bad I think Nabet is great I think she's solid but when I saw Carrie come in, I think that was the perfect sub. I think Carrie probably should have started, but I know when we looked at the people that were questionable, I know Carrie coming back from COVID protocol, you know, we started, I think, three players that were listed as questionable on the match between right. Sydney LaRue, Le'Beon, and forget who the third person was, but we had three players listed as questionable that ended up starting. Oh, was, yeah, LaRue, Le'Beon, and Rick, was Ricardo questionable? I think she might have been. Either way. Simone oh, was Simone questionable. Was. Yeah. yeah, Simone Charlie was. And I said, I wonder how much of that was a tactic on our part to kind of <laughs> maybe throw um, San Diego off a little bit, <laughs> have them think that, you know, we may not be full strength and see if they adjusted their tactics any to that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's so funny to see questionable people starting matches. Oh, yeah. Because a lot of times you think they're going to save those for if they really need them because if they're questionable, you know, maybe they need to like rest a little more. But, you know, to your point with Ricaro starting, um, she definitely earns the spot. But I also kind of love her off the bench with her energy coming in and kind of mixing things up there in the midfield. I mean, she did. She made a huge impact. And not to say that wouldn't have been the same thing at the beginning of the match, but it definitely made a difference in the middle. And if that's where magic's going to happen, then. I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, you like the magic? Like you know, it. let's talk about the magic that is the perfect 10 debut for Claire Emsley. I mean, <laughs> holy cow. I think the place went wild. When you have just LaRue and Emsley up top, you, you can't be upset about anything. And watching the two of them, 
play so well off each other with that combination from Carrie coming in with June still being able to make those through balls. They had some great overlapping runs. I think we're still missing a little bit of chemistry with Claire just because I saw at some points her kind of trying to call for the ball and people not necessarily knowing that she was there or she was going to make the run correctly. But Claire versus Mary Taylor. I'm sorry, Mary. Like, I think that starting spot's going to end up going to Emsley. I mean, Claire did what she did basically arriving here on Tuesday. I think she said she went and like perused around LA Wednesday, trained with the team on Thursday, and then scored goals on Saturday. I mean, so I think the chemistry is there to yeah. be had, mm -hmm. and it certainly was show there, but I think that we definitely will see that just get stronger and stronger because there's something that already exists there. And I think that's a testament to her and how she's able to play because it was, it was beautiful. She has fantastic ball control. She's quick on her feet and she, oh, that goal that she scored, I mean, the decoy that mm -hmm. LaRue was able 100%. to have such a wherewithal of to, to not stick a foot out and grab, to just know that she's there and she trusts that she's there and she's gonna take that shot and finish it. Mm -hmm. Finishing, that's just something we haven't got to talk a lot about, unfortunately, and it was beautiful. So what is what do you envision Claire's role being? Does she start? Should she be starting with Sid in June? Should she be coming off the bench? What happens to Simone or when Madison comes back? How are we, how is Freya, how should Freya piece <laughs> yeah. together this lineup? Man, what a tough problem to have. <laughs> I know, Freya's got some problems <laughs> on her hand, but you know, I like the problems that we're gonna be having. I do think that um, Claire starts. I think Claire gets the start. But I like the idea of Simone Charlie off the bench a lot. I think she's incredibly talented and I like her spark, but I also like how we saw her adjust within this game. And I don't want to give too much away because I got player rankings a little later, but <laughs> Simone Charlie, um, she's a very disciplined player. And when you're telling her like, hey, you know, instead of going at goal, take the ball to the corner, she'll do that. She'll kill the clock a little bit. You know, she gets it, she gets it right. She knows what she's doing. Yes. But when I look at Claire Emsley play, her creativity, her ability, her just soccer IQ that seems very natural and fluid. It's, I think I've called it before, it's like a ballerina on the yeah. ball. No, I agree. I, I definitely see Emsley starting. Um, and I, yeah, I love people with the energy and the spark of Simone Charlie and Carrie Ricard who come in because I feel like that just disrupts so much that's going out on the pitch. And then that just forces everyone else to really come in and adjust. And I think that they're able to kind of go out there and create chaos. <laughs> and I love that, you know, so I think it's exciting. Like I said, a great problem to have that we weren't having this conversation early on in the season. Yeah. And we are now like, who are we going to start? And it's nice to have options. Yeah. Freya has, you know, a tough job moving forward, especially when we have everyone healthy, because we do have, like I said, I think we have a full puzzle out there. It's just a matter of where are all those pieces going to fit? Yeah. Well, the end of the match was pretty crazy, and in fact, there were a number of moments that felt like San Diego could score, but they just didn't. So um, how important, especially after conceding so late against Portland last match, was it for, for Angel City to hang on? Oh, man. I was Ugh. dying. I was definitely on the edge of my seat. I was waiting because I don't know why. I'm like not as optimistic in life sometimes, <laughs> and I was just like, don't let it go. <laughs> like, I mean, it's hard to be. Like she said, you brought up Portland. I mean, it's very hard to be optimistic because we know that it can happen. We know that, you know, there are opportunities that can be created that people can capitalize on. And I think there was a, a nice 20 minute span there between after one of the subs they made where they came out swinging. 
Oh yeah. And there were three, four chances that they had that I don't know that we defended well. No. They just didn't execute them well. Yeah. So I was going to ask you too, because we had like a couple great saves from Didi, but was this a testament to our back line? Was, was there a shift defensively or was San Diego just unlucky? You know, I think a little of each because they yeah. did hit the crossbar twice. I mean, Ben says trust in Fred. I do trust in Didi. Like <laughs> Didi on the back line, you know, that's what I like to see yeah. because I know she's going to hold it down for our team. She plays with heart. She leaves everything on the pitch. Um, there were some times where I was frustrated defensively where I felt like, you know, there was one point where Didi didn't quite clear the ball right mm -hmm. or where we struggled setting up the wall and different things like that. So I did see some issues defensively that we could work on where we could be stronger. But I also want to ask Freya, like, why are we subbing out Allie Riley? Like, I do think <laughs> she's a strong force back there. And that one kind of frustrated me. I think Hammond is solid. Don't get me wrong. I didn't mind Hammond coming in. I think that she ends up playing a lot more minutes for us, but why don't, I like Allie. <laughs> You're just a little biased, that's okay. But no, I agree. Um, I don't know, I mean, I think our back line could have been a little tighter. I think we could have maybe prevented some of those crosses from coming in a little better. Mm -hmm. um, but again, shout out to Didi. She is a beast out there, definitely holding this team together. And I don't know if you guys all saw it, but she was number two mm -hmm. on the top 10 ESPN plays. I think it was on Saturday night after the game. So. Thank you for recognizing uh, our amazing women doing the hardest things out there because she's incredible and definitely deserves to be recognized for that. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, yeah, there's a little work that needs to be done on that back line. And that is where, to your testament of, did we, if we had a Morgan or we had a Corniak in this game, would we have been exposed a little more? And again, no woulda, shoulda, coulda, it doesn't matter, but Looking back on this game, that's something we need to learn but from. But still, woulda, shoulda, coulda. No, no. It's, it's not that. It's all about going forward. It's all about learning. Okay, yes, we can ask What these are we questions. doing in September? We're going to we're going to go well, we're going to uh, focus on NC first. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one game at a time. One game at a time. Well, we spoke about Carrie Ricaro earlier in the show and a lot during trending topics um, and how she affected the game on the pitch. But I got to speak to her earlier in the season about who Carrie is off the pitch. Have a look into it I want to know when you go to order a drink at Starbucks how often is your name misspelled when you tell them my name is Carrie can you write it on the cup? oh the, I feel like they would never spell it right I'm not a huge Starbucks girl but okay. I I get it wrong 100% of the time yeah they're never I've gotten like Lauren like, <laughs> Lauren come on. so what's the weirdest way someone spelled Gary I've gotten all of it like C-A-R-E-Y, C-A-R-R-I, I mean C-A-R-R-I-E, and then I get the K-E-R-R-Y, okay. all of it. So I saw a GIF on the Angel City socials of you and Allie Riley dancing in the white room. Yes. I want to know what were you listening to <laughs> and who is a better dancer? We were listening to Britney, our favorite, Britney okay. Spears. Hit Me Baby One More Time, I believe, was the song. Okay. And who's the better dancer? She's a great dancer. I think I dance more. I don't know what she would tell you, but I feel like I'm doing silly stuff more. Okay. I saw an old video um, where you were asked what to do when you're dating someone and, and they, they don't, don't know, know it. <laughs> and I just want to ask you. Ten years later, and this is coming back to haunt me. Go on. I just want to ask you if you want to co-host a show with me on this because same, <laughs> I've been there before. You don't have to go into detail, but um, are you trying to leave this in the past? No, I was thinking of it the other day because I'm just like, I feel like that's good advice for life. I don't even remember what I said. I was like, oh, you should probably let them know yeah. that you're dating them or something. Yeah. 
I take that back. My advice 10 years later is to just play it cool and don't let them know that we're dating. You have great advice. So I also saw that you co-host a podcast called yes. Butterfly Road. So what's been one of the most meaningful experiences so far from hosting your podcast? The response we get from people, random people DMing us or even sending like voice notes or emails or text messages saying how it's affected them and positively impacted their lives and how much it's really helped them get through tough times. Mm -hmm. When you hear people say that to you or you, you read a message, it's just like, oh my gosh, like we're reaching people that we don't even know are listening. They're reaching out to say thank you. And I'm like, wow, it's, it's really, really rewarding. It's so cool. You're known for being a very versatile player on the yes. field, backline, midfield, forward, you've played it all. <laughs> What, in your opinion, is more versatile? Vicks Vapor Rub, baking soda, or black leggings? Oh, baking soda is like low-key, really versatile. I'm gonna say because you can like put it in the dishwasher to clean it, you can bake with it, it cleans things, it like does that weird thing where it like explodes, makes a volcano. I don't know what you do that it's for. It's in your toothpaste. Oh yeah, baking soda is the winner. <laughs> Yeah, even though black leggings are great too, but I gotta go with baking soda. One last question. I saw that you have chapstick on you all the time. Do you have one on you right now? She has now? it because I thought it was inappropriate to keep it in my, my bra for the moment. I always need my lips moist and that it's an addiction and that will not be the last time I go down to touch up my lip gloss today. So <laughs> We're the same. I <laughs> yeah. love it. Well, thank you. This has been fun. So... <laughs> Carrie and I are the same because I actually have my chapstick on me right now. Um, I have it on me at all times. I'm, I'm the same as her. Always have to have something something on the lips. But she's so funny. She's, and so, oh okay, gosh. we were talking about this during the segment. So you think black leggings are most versatile? Oh, absolutely. Black leggings all the way. <laughs> and what about you? I think it's baking soda. You know, I, I agree. Baking soda is probably more versatile. You could definitely do more for, with it. Um, <laughs> But I'll be honest, I thought the question was something about what you couldn't live without. So I'll say Chris <laughs> Lafferty agrees with me because I said this, Chris. I was like, isn't baking soda what you yes. used to put out a grease fire? And yes, baking soda puts out fires. <laughs> the fact you can clean with it and put it in your like your cookies yeah. or whatever. Yeah, you can well, I guess bake that's baking with it. powder. You can but clean with it. You can save your life with it. It's amazing. <laughs> Whiten your teeth with it. Couldn't black leggings be a tourniquet? Okay. Oh my God. All yeah. I know is that Arm and Hammer needs to. Uh, Maybe they should sponsor us. us. Sponsor us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, it's been a few weeks, but it's time to bring back a fan favorite segment, player rankings, and this time it's Nina's turn. So Nina, <laughs> take it away. <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna preface this with I love this team, but I'm gonna be realistic here. Like. I love these girls and I know for a fact I could not do anything that they do on or off the pitch. So just keep that in mind. I'm evaluating them just based on this game and what I personally saw. And if you disagree with me, please do let me know. Uh, call Amanda. Um, <laughs> Her number much easier is, for me that we'll way. give you Amanda's number. Y'all thought she was nice. <laughs> Wait. All right, here we go. Tyler Lucy first up. So Tyler Lucy truly understands formations. You know, she's always kind of adjusting. She knows where the ball needs to go. She knows where she needs to be in every situation. I was gonna give her a seven, but 
Tyler Lucy comes up with that second yellow. So I gotta knock her down and give her a six, unfortunately. Soft and yellow. It's soft definitely yellow. a soft yellow. I'm not blaming Tyler Lucy for that second yellow, but you know what I blame her for? The first, first one. The first yellow in the 20th minute. If you're playing defense, you cannot get a yellow card that early. And when we saw, I think it was Megan Reed get a foul called in like the second minute, you already know the referee's looking. So, <laughs> so there we go. Lucy with a six. Now, Nielsen and Reed, I tried to separate the two of them a little bit, but I felt like they played off each other so much and they played a good game. But also, as we said, like, I think that they had a few issues towards the end in terms of... She's a 10, but gets two yellow cards. <laughs> She's a 10, but gets two yellow cards. She's a six. I'm so sorry. Okay, keep That was oh, funny. Now this game has forever been Good job, changed. Cam. I love that game. Good job, good job. Keep going, sorry. All right, so... I did score Nielsen and Reed the same given that. And you know, I went back and forth on this a lot. I changed my mind several times. I told myself I wasn't gonna do 0.5s, but I couldn't make up my mind. So I gave them both a 6.5. So, okay, whoever said, um Nina, oh, Cam's, Nina's gonna give everyone 10. As we can see already, since she loves this team so much, she is actually very much critiquing and rating them. So, yeah, <laughs> Jen and Lauren aren't here from the player's <laughs> perspective that like obviously understand and have the empathy and try and be nice. No, Nina's going in, so. Six is all around so I'm far. I'm applying for, I think it's president of US Soccer Federation right now. Um, pretty sure that position's open, so. I just Good want luck. people. <laughs> Okay, six and a half for both of them. Yeah, okay. so six and a half. I went back and forth between six and seven. And just in case you're wondering, like my baseline, I, I was always told when I was being evaluated at work, um, we evaluate ourselves on a scale of one to five and three is good. Three is you came yeah, out, you did you your job, improve. you did a good job. So three is solid. So in my mind, five is you came out and you played well. You know, if you're below a five, that's when we need to talk. Um, oh God. Okay. <laughs> Allie. Allie Riley right. coming on to our captain. So I think Allie gets some bonus points for the energy she brings in the locker room, the who she is off the pitch. And, the and goal. who she is to the players. <laughs> and and the her goal? first goal, Come which on. is definitely important. Come on, Nina. <laughs> I gave Allie Riley a seven for this match. Oh my gosh, you score goals and you only get a seven? What's it gonna take? A full game, a full 90. <laughs> her fault. I know. Not her fault. So? I'll get to Freya's rating. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving Ooh, on. Allie's gonna see this. Uh -huh. She did great. Seven is great. If I'm five sending is this good, to Allie. seven is great. All right. I'm all sending right. this to Allie and giving her your number, but okay. Yep. Please give her my number. <laughs> <laughs> Do not give her her number. Lay me on. She made some really solid passes, but I'm still kind of waiting for that little extra something from her. I think she's great. I think she's holding it down and coming into the position well. I gave her a 6.5. Nabette. You're grading like a Skip Bayless. <laughs> grading like, like Skip Bayless. <laughs> Brian says, you know, you're grading like Skip Bayless. This is the best thing I've ever seen. Oh. Okay. Okay. Nabette, I think she's solid. <laughs> I think she's just starting out. You know, she's still a very young player. Um, I think it's really hard when you're comparing Nabette to Ricaro when Ricaro came in and played the position really well, Ricaro does a lot more with it. So I gave Nabette a five. I think she's solid. I would love to see her play more. I'd love to see her get more time, but I didn't really see enough of her. I almost forgot she was playing sometimes. You gave her a five? Oh I gave her a five. five. Wow, Nina. I, 
I didn't tell Amanda what I was doing beforehand either. I wanted it to be a surprise. Wait, How many on. people have just unsubscribed from our podcast? I Thanks. Know. Hold on, okay. sorry, really quick, because I don't want to drag this out too long. But you're saying you don't want to compare Lily to Ricaro, but I feel like giving her a five is, is that in comparison to Ricaro? No, that's for the position. Okay. I just, I sometimes forgot she was on the pitch. Okay, so she could have done more. She could have done more. Okay. But also, the fact that I didn't notice, it means she didn't make any mistakes. Okay. Like, she was solid. She was good. She's a five. All right. All right, Danny Weatherholt. I loved watching Danny in this game. Don't cheat. <laughs> <laughs> I loved watching Danny in this game. I felt like she um, had a great energy to her. Don't start with me. She was a great playmaker. She was moving the ball around well. She was constantly calling for it. <laughs> I thought Danny was playing really well, and I thought that she left her heart on the pitch. I gave Danny an eight. An eight? I gave okay. Danny an eight. I Nina think... is the professor we all were afraid of in college. <laughs> I just like you. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. This is great. You're giving her an eight because you think she's so pretty. That's what you told me. She's also very pretty, but that's not why I gave her an eight. She's I like... gave her an eight because she played with her heart and she left everything on the pitch and she was constantly moving into position, asking for the ball. The number of times she's doing this on the pitch, like ball, ball, ball. I love it. She's so active in every play. <laughs> that was great. Didi Heritage, lots of diving saves, save of the week, amazing game. She did have one really bad pass that came right back at her in a bad way. So I gave Didi a 7.5. Oh my God! Oh Nina! My God. If I could flip this table over, what? are you crazy? What the heck? It's still a good... Nina, what's it gonna take to be a 10? <laughs> Nothing, no one got a 10. What's it gonna take to be a nine? Like a different judge. Didi was a nine. A seven She's a 7.5, that's really good. That's Number a really two. good score. Number two, play of the week on ESPN. Come on, get out of here. You can grade next Ooh. week. <laughs> she had a bad giveaway at one point. Oh my God. I'm just saying, that's oh, the reason Lucy got the yellow card is she was tracking back to get that ball. Oh, a Didi game. She All did right. great. Seven and a half is not bad. Other people might say seven and a half is like their baseline. That's not my baseline. My baseline is five. All right, next. <laughs> All right. Along. Endo, incredibly clinical, great connections, great overlapping runs, switching back and forth with Mary Taylor, playing the ball through for Riley's goal, playing the ball through with Sydney. I gave Endo an eight. I thought Endo played really well in this match. All right, <laughs> LaRue. Nina should learn how to, Nina learned how to grade from JR. <laughs> <laughs> All right, LaRue. I thought LaRue had a great game. I do enjoy watching her, you know, she was winning a lot of 50-50 balls. She had that bicycle kick attempt, which is always really fun. You know, I think we need to see players pressing with her more. Um, I think LaRue was calling for that a few times. I ended up giving LaRue an eight. Okay. I mean, she did have that one play, that, or the goal that was called offsides that we still don't really know if it was really offsides because we couldn't, we didn't really see it again. So, I mean, <laughs> if that was a goal, I mean, again, she, she had a great run on that ball. Um, many great runs, I mean, and the assists. And, yeah. Yeah. She totally. back, brings Do you back agree forward, with that one? gave all tens. You agree with that one? Uh, oh, Cynthia, I like that comment. I'll let right. Lauren know. <laughs> all right, Mary Taylor. I thought Mary was strong in the position, but I think she's kind of missing that final connection and a little bit of confidence on the pitch. There were times when she would play the ball up and no one was making the run with her, things like that. So I gave Mary Taylor a five. No anger on that one? 
I'm, I'm okay I just on don't this have one. Comments I don't you're, you're out of comments. Okay. I've used all my frustration Subs. on Dee I'm pissed about Dee Dee. <laughs> Fine, Dee Dee, 17.5. There you go. I added a, a one. Thank you. Thank <laughs> all right. <laughs> Let's start with our halftime sub, Emsley. I think Emsley played really well. She was looking great. She was calling for the ball. She's got a lot of creativity on the ball, which I really enjoy. So I gave Emsley an eight. Here she is down here. And then Ricardo and Hammond subbing in together. I think Hammond is a really solid um, defender coming on. I think she plays the position well. I think she knows what's being asked of her. I gave her a 6.5. So, hmm. Okay. I can't so, even read that small, sorry. Claire subs in and scores the game winner in the 80th minute on her very first Angel City debut and she gets an eight. Yeah, they're still missing a connection to her. It's not just her fault. It's but, a but Allie Riley gets a six. Oh, she got a seven. Her, her first goal ever. She got her first goal ever. And she set the tone mm. for the game. You yes. know, well, she didn't play the full 90. But oh, neither I did do, Claire. But I also think. No, they did Imsley. Okay. I hear you. I'm just saying. I hear you. This is this is a hard place to be, yeah, Nina. Chat, I while think... she wraps this up, can you all grade Nina, please? <laughs> <laughs> yes. All can right. Return to grade. Ricaro. I felt like Ricaro got a seven. She owns her position. She's great on the pitch. I think she plays it well, holding the ball, but also creates a lot of opportunity for people. So I gave Ricaro a seven. And then Simone Charlie. I mentioned this earlier. I think Charlie comes onto the pitch and she does what's asked in the moment. She can be the girl to go to goal. She'll take on half the defense doing it, but she'll also, you know, delay the game a little, run it out. She won't press as far forward. She's got great discipline and that's something really crazy at such a young age. So I gave Charlie a 7.5. Now for the game overall, I gave Freya a seven. I think it was good. I think we played well. We came out with the win. We got the three points, but I think there's also small areas for improvement. Sure. I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, I mean, you're right in saying like no one's perfect. I don't know that anyone deserves a 10. There's definitely room for improvement. Um, Whew, we all disagree on the amount of room for improvement that you need to see, but I think you still did a great job, honestly. I mean, that's a hard thing that's to do. That's a very hard job. Okay, very we're hard giving job. her a very hard time, but you I will are. say it is a very hard position Out to be here and to break down the players the way that Nina just did. And was actually, I learned a lot just even listening to yourself. <laughs> and Jen and Lauren, who played professionally, have even said it's very difficult to sit there and do player ratings. So we are giving you a hard time. I'm very upset about Dee Dee, though, and I'm never going to I changed it to a 17.5. And we're going to have to, moving forward, I think, establish a baseline on what is considered an average game because sevens? All right. Anyways. <laughs> Moving on. Chat, thanks for making this one fun because yeah. I have, I've got thoughts, but we're going to move on. <laughs> Nina, you did great. Like I said, you can call Amanda, <laughs> let her know, or call Ben. It'll be, it'll be fine. Oh. Ben will tell me. <laughs> Anyways, that was fun, though. That was fun. You did great. So every week we show you Angel City players answering really silly questions, often throwing their teammates under the bus. Well, this week they'll be throwing themselves under the bus. We're asking them about their most embarrassing on-field moment. One time I got body magged by somebody and what's a body? It's like where they go that way and they go that way. And like I'm supposed to be fast, so like that's not supposed to happen to me and it was really embarrassing. I think I fell after too. It was in college and we were playing I think it was St. John's, but I used to like have to tape my ankles and wear an ankle brace on top. Like they were that week. 
and there was like one game I was just literally jogging and just like tripped in my ankle brace and like ate it. And somebody from the stands like screamed, sniper! And it was really, really embarrassing because everybody saw and heard. The first day I got to training, the girls are a lot stronger than you would think coming from college. So I got put on my butt a lot. I have too many. Um... <laughs> Can I skip? <laughs> you said you had too many. I don't want to say to any of them. One time, I was supposed to be on the field, but I was like shopping at the vendors that were next to the field in between games, and I didn't know that our second game was happening, so the team was starting to play, and they were looking for me, and I was actually looking at keychains under one of the tents. I don't know if I can say. R-rated? No, well... Or you just don't want to re relive it? No, not relive, but like one time I was running a fitness test and... Throw up? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, are you picking up what I'm yeah, putting down? Yeah, I think it's good. Okay, so <laughs> I think Allie's is so funny because that's me and I'm just picturing her like basically at a swap meet looking at keychains buying souvenirs for her like I love it do you guys have any most embarrassing moment well just now when I got fired and <laughs> sent off the show for my player rankings it's awkward oh gosh oh I don't I don't know that I have any like hugely embarrassing moments uh, can you think of anything I've done stupid uh, mine aren't safe I feel alert, like there's probably so. a lot, but I try not to remember them. Mine no, are very... we did try to car cartwheel down Christmas tree lane one time, but I don't think anyone saw, thankfully. Oh, yeah, nobody needs to know about that. Yeah, no one okay. needs to know mine. Mine happened in Vegas, so. <laughs> you what? have to tell no, us no, no. now, you can't just start like I'm that. I'm sorry, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Unless you want to tell us, then that's fine. Uh, I, no, I was gonna say. We're not gonna go down it's like hole. when Sarah told everyone that she has high cholesterol, but not to tell anyone. Yeah, like, and I'm just like, oh, my most embarrassing moment can never be talked about. But I'm gonna, t I'm gonna hint at it, but not tell you. No, I just got. Go on. Come on. You're like almost there. You're almost there. Just I couldn't walk. <laughs> at the end of the night. Recently. No, this was so long ago oh. that I got wheelchaired out of a club. <laughs> Listen, I was 21 and I had a little bit too much to drink and <laughs> fell asleep in the club and got kicked out, but I couldn't walk. So they had a security had a wheelchair me to the taxi cab. So anyways. I'm dead. Anyways. Amazing. Okay. I, I wish I could have seen. I have pictures, but I will club. not show the public. <laughs> That's fine. I know I'm calling myself out right now, but you know what? We gotta, it's worth it. We got to make fun of ourselves sometimes. You know, Darth in the chat says, all AYSO kids have a story. And as you guys put your questions in the chat for us, um, I do have an AYSO story. Okay. <laughs> I was playing and they'd put me in keeper and I was turned around and talking with my aunt who was coaching <laughs> the next game. And I think it might've been like sabotage because my aunt had me turned around for a while and they scored on me. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't remember it. I didn't you? care. I give Nina's I performance know, like a five in that game. <laughs> oh, probably a four. Are you kidding? Five no. is baseline. Five is good. Oh I let a goal God. in. I turned she my back to goal. Five is not good. Five hill. is good. All right. Do you guys have anything good for us in the chat? Questions, comments while we have you? 
talking about Nina's readings. I don't want to keep talking about <laughs> oh, Nina's readings. Oh, Christian's actually. got something. No, he does not. Christian, Amanda's husband, saying that he's got some stories. He does not. There That's fine. No I just told everybody that I had to get wheelchaired out of a club. <laughs> I, I don't know what he's even talking about, but... <laughs> Anyways, no questions. <laughs> I will say no, we comments. did get, did get any questions. We did have a question that came in through um, our Instagram, and a few people had asked this question. I think it's a great question, so I'm going to ask Nina this. Without right. Tyler Lucy in this next game, oh, because there we of go. a red card. Brian's question in the chat right here. There we go. Yeah, who do you think replaces Lucy at right back? How are we going to do that? What, what do you think is the answer to that puzzle piece? I think Hammond gets the start. I think it's Hammond, Riley, Reed, and, God, I can't even talk anymore, Nielsen. Got it. I think that's who it is. And I, <laughs> I wish that we had, like, something really solid to make me feel good back there because I want to see Tyler Lucy back up. But maybe this is what we need. Maybe this is what we need to put Tyler Lucy back up is to not be allowed to play her. Right, like let's see what it's like to pull some people back there. How does our back line react to that now? And then does that give us a little more freedom to utilize Lucy now in the positions that we would like to see her more at, which would be in those forward positions? I don't know. I guess we'll see if this is a blessing in disguise at the end of the day. So I like this question from Brian between Ali's first NWSL goal and Claire's goal. Which one was the most impressive? Ooh. I think Riley's goal was a little more impressive just based on the angle that it took to go in. But Claire's goal was more impressive to me in terms of how the team worked together, you know, with Sydney pulling those players, with the little dummy moves. I think that kind of chemistry sometimes takes a little longer. And the fact that Sydney had the awareness to let that ball through for Claire was huge. But Riley's goal from that angle, ooh, beauty. I mean, yeah, I'm kind of torn, too, because I would almost say Emsley's was more impressive because of the lack of time she spent with the team getting that chemistry and having the wherewithal at the end of all this to be able to finish that shot, having the confidence and, and knowing that, you know, she can step in there as a substitute and pull off those big plays. But I also think that a lot of what Ali Riley's goal did was what really set the tone for our game. I really think it is kind of what kind of catapulted us to where we needed to be to have the confidence to really hold down the match the kind of the way that we did. So, I don't know. I think they're both impressive. I think anytime we see our team finish and we score goals at this point, we're all very impressed. Absolutely. <laughs> so, I, I like both of these from, from Ben and then also Darth. So, we'll do both. But first, on the topic more just of Angel City, um, do you agree? Do you think this is the start of San Diego's decline and Angel City's rise? Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> we I, disagree. <laughs> I don't. I don't think San Diego's declining. I mean, I think they. Um, I think they. You know, they were missing some pieces, and you know, they were a little disjointed again when it comes to their defense. Did we uh, switch places? Because no. you just said that we couldn't talk about how they were missing pieces, and I was saying well, yes, we no. can because if they had their pieces. Well, no, but I'm saying no. I mean, they the game was what it was. What I'm saying is I don't want to keep rehashing this. Well, if we could have done this or they could have done this, I don't want to rehash that. But I do definitely think that they were missed for sure. They would have made a difference mm -hmm. in some way. I don't know how. I can't say it would have been any different as a result. But I definitely think that um, I think San Diego's still a very strong team. Um, yeah. But yeah. what I do think, I don't think they're going to decline, but I do think we are rising. Yeah. We are adding pieces like LaRue. We are adding pieces like Claire, Claire. Mm -hmm. And we do have people that Hopefully are injured back. that did not get to play. Yeah. That once those do all come together, I think that 
as San Diego plateaus where there they've been, I think that we are going to keep rising. And I think that gap is going to get a lot less uh, thick between the two because, mm -hmm. yeah, San Diego definitely came out on a high. They definitely came out. I mean, I think Alex Morgan definitely kind of injected some enthusiasm into that franchise and just, you know, kind of came out, you know, guns a-blazing. And then yeah. here we are, you know, we were kind of like, okay, wh what are we going to do? We still didn't feel, even at the beginning of the season, that we had all the pieces to the puzzle. But we slowly started building them and got there, and, and now it feels complete. And so, yeah, do I think San Diego is going to decline? Not necessarily. I think they're going to be the same team that they've been, especially with their pieces. But I think you're definitely going to see us putting a lot more pressure on more teams and scoring more goals and having many more opportunities than yeah. we've had in the first part of the season. Okay, so last question. We're going to do a fun one before we, we head to stoppage time. What is everyone's favorite chant? Ooh, you know, I've become a big fan of e salta. Okay. Kind of just like the I movement, know. like, oh, uh, did I take yours? It's fun. <laughs> I do like that one. That one's a lot of fun, especially when you're in the supporters group and they're doing it and it's just got a fun, like, little... Uh, it's the uh, one that stays in my head. I'm, like, sitting at home, like, cleaning them, doing the dishes. I'm like, e salta. <laughs> I don't know. Does no one else clean to like supporter champs? Uh, My bad. I do not. <laughs> I can't say that I have ever done that, but I probably will now. Thanks. You're welcome. Yeah. I Call me later. That. But yeah, no, same one. It's just a lot of fun. I remember doing that one in Portland when we were with them and we were in the supporters group mm -hmm. and it was just a lot of fun. And shout out to the supporters. I mean, they do an incredible job. I heard them on the broadcast with all their chants and they are just they're just holding it down out there and definitely a big key factor into why we won 10 out of 10 on that player rating. <laughs> Absolutely. So that was fun. Oh, go ahead. Tell I was going to say, Shayla, definitely call that for your birthday. Shayla is one of our capos and she's saying she's calling Bella Chow for her birthday. I love it. Yes. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Thank you for having such yet another pop and chat. Thanks for um, always asking questions, guys. This was fun. So um, it's that time again. We're at the end of the show and the fourth official has raised the sign. So it's stoppage time. Nina, you are up first. All right, everybody. I am so excited to bring this stoppage time to you today. The U.S. women's national team qualifying again for the World Cup. We are going to Australia. We are going to New Zealand. Yay! I'm booking my flight. Let's do it. This is amazing. You know, we keep restocking and reloading these girls for some reason. We just have all the talent. I'm sorry, we're just that good. We're getting our next star. I see it coming. We gotta tune in tonight, seven o'clock, when we take on Mexico, and that'll secure us the official number one slot for our group. I'm so excited, stoked, <laughs> pumped. That's a 10. <laughs> Yeah, you got that one right. Yeah, I mean, shout out to our women's national team. They're always out there just, I mean, leading the charge from the beginning. I mean, they are so impressive. And again, this all coming off the heels again of the anniversary of Brandi Chastain and the famous 99er and all that. I mean, it's so exciting. So I'm, I can't wait to uh, to watch that game with you tonight. You should just come over afterwards and we can, uh, we can have a watch party. So really quick, which countries are you nervous for? Hmm. Oh, you know what? Canada. Canada. I was yeah. going to say Canada, Canada, who I think are playing right now. So I haven't checked my phone. I don't know how the game is going. I think they started playing at four. And we know Gilles is playing there as well as San Diego's traditional keeper there. They're a good team. They're not somebody to sleep on, especially not Gilles. Yeah, Canada's good. I'm not worried about anybody. All right. I like it. <laughs> no worries. Confidence. What's your yeah. stoppage time? All right. My stoppage time. 
So mine is basically a night of firsts. And what I mean by that is obviously we're a franchise, we're new coming into this and there's gonna be a lot of firsts, but it's always fun to celebrate them. And on Saturday night, we got to do just that. Not only did we have the first Chung Classico, our rivalry with our, what do I say, SoCal rival down there, San Diego Wave, but we also got to see Allie Riley net her first ever NWSL goal. We got to see Lily Nabet and Sydney LaRue make their first starts for Angel City. We got to see Claire Emsley make an appearance and get her first goal for Angel City. One of the things I thought was really cool, shout out again to the supporters, we got to see the first goal happen in front of the supporters section on the north end. And I know that that had to mean a whole lot for them because they love, love being able to celebrate right there with their players and they got to do that for the first time. So that was amazing. And again, speaking of first, well, we took three points from the first place team and I kind of feel good about that going into uh, this next one. So yeah, it was a night of firsts. We're going to see a lot more, I'm sure, but it's always fun to celebrate them. And I'm so glad we got to do it on Saturday night against the Wave. Mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've talked about her a couple times this show, and I actually do have a stoppage time today. I don't usually, but we've talked about her a couple times this show. Yesterday was the 23rd anniversary of Brandy Chastain's well, I don't want to, I mean, obviously it's her infamous, you know, she buried the PK, the 99ers won the second World Cup, and I don't want to say Brandi Chastain's moment, because it was the U.S. Women's National Team's moment, but um, some of you may have seen that her, Ali Wagner, Danielle Slayton, and Leslie Osborne are working to bring an NWSL expansion team to the Bay Area, and when I'm not hosting Angels Wear Boots, I do social media strategy, and I'm pretty excited to say that I am part of the NWSL to the Bay campaign, and um, it's important. The game is growing. People want to grow the league. And I mean, I just want, I just imagine this. I got an email saying I have a, you know, basically a proposal for you. You want to talk on the phone. And so I take this phone call and it's basically like, hey, I'm part of this group. We're working to bring an NWSL team to the Bay. Do you want to join us? It's with Brandi Chastain, Leslie Osborne, Allie Wagner, and Danielle Slayton. And I'm like, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yeah, who says no to that? Ooh. Who doesn't want to be a part of that? But I think it's really cool. Um, Angel City actually is, is a model for this. I, I know firsthand that those women saw what, what was built here and we're kind of taking that as a blueprint. Yet another just group oh, of it. very iconic, they don't like, they're gonna not like that I use that word, <laughs> but a group of iconic and just powerful women that are working to bring a team to the Bay Area and for me it was a no-brainer not just because of my work in women's soccer and these four but I lived in the Bay Area for eight and a half years so for me it was I have to be a part of this and I love to see the game grow almost every week someone's always asking in the chat you know who wants who where do you guys want to see an expansion team and it's always NorCal I know we've got, been getting comments on social media people saying we don't need a third California team but yes, I think we, we do. do yes we do and you we know saw the rivalry this weekend we need she another agrees. one yes she knows Arsenal in the chat hi, a Jess. team in the bay is needed 100 percent hi yeah. Jessica we miss you <laughs> yeah soccer USA though has a good point Megan leaves I leave <laughs> I'm not oh. leaving. This will not, my involvement in this will have no effect on my affiliation and my affinity for Angel City. Are but you saying we're your first love? Um, no. Oh. But. <laughs> so, and I'm harsh. And I'm Ooh. harsh. Yeah, you're like a five. Uh, I give you like a five. But that's good. <laughs> no, that's a different scale. I'm talking about work. But, um, oh, yeah, it's just so cool between everything we all talked about. It's just really, it's really incredible to see 
the league growing and the interest showing and 22,000 people last weekend. I would love to see 22,000 people in the Bay Area for a, I don't know what we would call this rivalry. Well, super exciting for you and congrats. Oh, you. I, I guess I will follow that every step of the way thank and you. wish uh, hope for success for that. Cause again, this league growing is good for everybody that's involved with it. Yeah. And just a last thought too. I think it's really cool for, for young girls to see people like those four in those positions of power, not just on the field doing great things, but doing great things in business. And again, even just with Angel City and all the women in, in power there and, and high up positions, I think it's, it's, really, it's really important. For sure. Yeah. So that's show, guys. A reminder that all 110 football shows are available in audio-only formats wherever you get your podcasts. Just search 110 football and you'll find Angels Wear Boots and LAFC 360. A lighter week from 110 football this Sunday. Connor and Vince will be back at Rock and Riley's on the USC campus for another watch party. LAFC travels to Music City as the Black and Gold take on Nashville SC. We'll be live at 4.55 p.m. both here and the LAFC YouTube channel. Oh, whew. well, what a, what a show. <laughs> I feel like I need a drink after Nina's play right <laughs> Maybe some Johnny Walker. I think yeah, that in the chat, stoppage so. time sponsored by Johnny Walker. But oh. you guys are all tens. Thank you for watching with you us are. every week. Yes, <laughs> 10 out of 10 for our chat today. That was awesome. Subscribe to this channel.